Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I am Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diamond. And this is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. How are you, Rob? Today, Russell, I am feeling moody. M-O-O-D-Y. Yes, <laughs> moody, which is obviously a state that I am often in. And today's guest has inspired this feeling I have, this very deep feeling, because it's not only the title of one of her recent hit songs, but for the past almost two years, we've been meaning to record this episode of Talk Art. She's one of my favourite people on earth. She's a close friend and a major, major hero. And basically the person I turn to for all wisdom, through her music, through everything she does, she writes poetry, she's working on her first book. She even composes film and theatre scores like Jodie Comer's forthcoming Broadway play, Prima Facie, and Dolly Alderton's Everything I Know About Love on BBC currently. She also makes ceramics, which is a very secret side to her life that I don't know if everybody knows, but I'm a massive, massive fan. And about a year and a half ago, when she first finished her album Prioritise Pleasure, I was lucky enough to have it about four months before it came out. And I think I've listened to it every day since. And um, I just cannot stop listening to it. I never tire of it. I love it so much and it's literally my favorite album since listening to Hounds of Love by Kate Bush. I remember saying to Rebecca, not since Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush has anyone made an album this good. I was so excited because we were meant to do an interview early on to try and promote the album but we all got COVID so many times and it just kept getting delayed. In the meantime, she has become a global icon. She's constantly touring and the whole world is now singing her songs along with her at concerts such as the Brit Awards and Glastonbury and numerous festivals. And we even did Kite Festival together on the same lineup last month. So we would like to welcome to Talk Art our dear friend and pop goddess, Self Esteem. Oh my God, yay! Oh, here. Yeah. We did it. Finally. So it's been a bloody nightmare, hasn't it? Sorry. It, no, it's all it's all of our fault. Let's all take responsibility. You got COVID. He got COVID. Yeah, like, that was the time. Yeah. You have to cancel this. Yeah. But we're here now. We're here. Yeah. So self-esteem. You was that your christening name or <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Self? Um, <laughs> na- yeah, it's my name's Rebecca Lucy Taylor, and now I think oh, I should have called it that. <laughs> but anyway, too late. Self-esteem is my. I always thought it would be a good cool band name and when I started doing solo stuff it felt less uh, severe to the band I was in if I called it like a project name so it's called that but it's cool the self Rebecca Taylor era can you know 
come later when I'm playing on a piano in a dress and can't do, be asked to dance. <laughs> <laughs> do people come up to you and say, self-esteem, can I have a picture? They like do. as if it's too selfish, your first name esteems your last name. <laughs> yeah, I get it a lot, yeah. And they're like, what, is it an alter ego? And I'm like, not really, though. <laughs> it's not Sasha Fierce. No, I wish it was. I, I wish, like... I could compartmentalise like that, but all of this horror is all me. <laughs> is there anything in calling yourself self-esteem that it helps your self-esteem? Has it uh, given you agency? Yeah, that's the thing. The The long process, that, and I say this a lot now, like I didn't have any self-esteem. I just, sex appeal and self-esteem, I thought were cool band names. I spent my 20s being like, I hate myself. Uh, lol. That, that was my whole vibe. No idea that like loving yourself is the actual only answer to like any type of happiness that you dream of. And then going solo, having agency, have been being allowed to create completely by myself and not have someone else's opinion every time has given me self-love validation and self-esteem. And I'm like, ah, that's funny. And my joke is I'm calling my next band loads of money. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first heard I Do This All The Time, the, the lead single off mm. this last album, and I was just totally floored. And I was at the flat of um, Lindsay Mendick and Guy Oliver, two artists that are very close friends of yours and live in Margate. And um, we were listening to the song and I was just like, can you play it again? Because I couldn't quite believe some of the words. And I weirdly felt quite seen. And like, I felt like... It was almost like going back to, you know, in the 90s when Alanis Morissette came out. And Jagged, sort of, Jagged Little Pill. Jagged Little Pill came out. And you, you, you have a, a record that, that the words mean so much to you. Even if at that age I probably wasn't totally yeah. experiencing a lot of those feelings. Just the angst, the honesty. Like, what, what's it actually been like seeing the response to that record? Because mm. I remember playing it in my house in Margate really loud before it had come out. And you walked down the street and I saw you through the it window. Well, you heard your own music ever. coming out of a house. It, it was so funny. Rob, Rob has been very instrumental in actually making me realize that this is this is legit and it's going to go well oh. like you were you you and Lindsay really, and, and guy were really like i i always have confidence now but i totally believe in what i'm doing but there's always been this not um unquantifiable like industry reason why i don't make quote unquote make it and and everyone say everyone being very positive and like my liking my work is ne i'm always like yeah me too but i'll never gonna make it and that's a really clunky phrase but that's the best way to describe what i mean but you, you guys were just so like this is very special and this feels like this and i sort of knew it but also didn't didn't have i'd never really had people that i admire the work of so much be like that back and I, I, it was just very cool and i got a big sort of uh, like enormous amount of validation finally and it didn't really matter what happened um and and truly letting go of whether or not it was going to work or not, um, and and meant it did. I guess I don't know, but yeah, I was walking down the road in Margate and heard it really loudly. My <laughs> windows were open. Your house. It, was, it was like mate. Oh, did you know it was his house, house, or you just like someone's ripped no, off knew, my album I knew it before it was it's yours? Out. But it was so <laughs> it was so loud and booming, and I just loved it. There's a picture of me on your doorstep, just laughing my head off. Yeah, and it, that kept happening when that song first came out. Like my parents live in a village in Rotherham, and my dad said they would you know, light off bedtime and they could hear it outside somewhere coming from like the pub car park, they thought. <laughs> I'm just like, that is mental that that. So yeah, that song I knew, I was really happy with it. Lots of people said, don't put it out first. It was like, and, and you guys, our little hub in Margate, uh, when I just made the record and I was just like playing it people, 
was just so important because it really gave me this like I don't give a shit what happens because I think it's brilliant I just remember <laughs> sitting you down and saying like looking at you in your <laughs> eyes like a square on just going like Rebecca this is your time you need I to know, write more was... songs you <laughs> might have written the whole album but you now need to get back in the studio yeah. you were just like you're crazy I no I loved it because you're so sincere <laughs> in the way that I am you know and it's hard actually to find and that's self-esteem being a solo artist is uh, my life has pivoted and I'm surrounded by people now that are are artists and they take art seriously and they mm. believe in it and they're not it's not like whatever like and that has changed my life it changed mm. my world being able to and i know lindsay feels a bit the same we, we we grew up together essentially and it was hard to be as sincere and as uh committed to what we're doing as we are without like people taking the piss yeah and now i sort of don't have that now it's just this like absolute loving all the time about and like ideas and, and creativity is, is celebrated and it's not eyes on getting rolled at it do you, think, everything. do you think there's anything if, if this success were to come at a younger stage in your career you might be a different person now is it good having this time to have I guess struggled yeah I think so as much as I get fed up and I think oh if only in my 20s I would have been allowed to do this what might have happened that crosses my mind all the time but I am on that tip I don't know if you guys are of like the universe will send you what it's meant to yeah. and but it's things, what you put out as well yeah. it's like this you were saying about how you suddenly stop hustling or chasing mm. and then it comes yeah. to you because it's the energy is open and you're like fuck yeah. it I believe in this I love this I've got positivity around me people who support me who are good for my self-esteem yeah. so let it be case yeah. sera yeah. and then that energy comes yeah. to you and that's when you're more prepared for it you're not you're, there's no sort of desperation in it yeah. there's like okay cool I can I can work with yeah. this I think I can't believe how uh how, how true that is I'm, there's summer in it do you know what I mean I'm like oh I've, and I've always been like oh, woo-woo, whatever, you've got to... And, and I've had arguments with people that are like, just believe in yourself and it'll happen. I'm like, fuck off. You know, it's not like that. Yeah, and, it, and it is, like, at the pandemic, I was, like, painting, making ceramics, writing, sort of thinking, I'm really lucky here. I'm an artist full-time. Um, I've done it. And I can make ends meet, and that's fine. Just get on with it. Stop moaning all the bloody time. And I really did realise that, like, it was enough. And the and the and the parts of me that wanted so much more were the parts that are on Instagram looking at like what's Rita Ora doing or whatever. And I'm like, that's not even really me. It's just that's mm. just all the fucking bullshit. So, yeah, I I think being 35 and this happening has enabled that mindset because I think you just naturally do start to be a bit like oh, I can't be asked to be like bothered about everyone else for yeah, much longer. Yeah. But also, yeah, I think the music sounds like it does because I've lived quite a lot of a, a life already and. And my twenties were pretty miserable, you know, for reasons that aren't um, that society's problem. <laughs> like it wasn't like too much me causing it. Now I see the pennies really dropping and going like, of course that was very difficult to be the only girl in a band in the music industry in an indie music scene in the world we were in, which we're now realizing day by day was like very, very unfair and problematic. Mm -hmm. Like. So I don't know. Yeah, the music sounds like it does because I'm who I am. And and I only get sad when sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I, you know, I get I, ageist shit is happening, you know. Yeah. I, but then I think that's a good thing in a way. That's why it's important I exist. I just really want to exist so completely because that's 
apparently quite radical. And for those for those who listening who don't know your previous career in a way, because it was like a whole different era, different type of music in, in many ways. And it was called Slow Club and it was a joint project with another musician. And you made some really critically acclaimed, very popular records. You toured the world. You you even made the most amazing documentary at the breakdown of the relationship, which honestly was the reason that I started saying to you that what you were doing was pop art or art pop, mm. even though loads of Lady Gaga fans didn't like that because they were like, she's not art pop, that's Gaga. But I was trying to say that like watching that documentary of the breakdown of Slow Club, it's like the last tour you went on, I think. And there's just the way the guy who films it shot you. It was like you were some kind of like Warhol character. You know, like... How do we watch that? How does one watch it? You can stream it. You can actually pay for it. I think it's on Vimeo and like maybe Apple and different Yeah, I think it's like the five. It's called Our Most Brilliant Friends. Yeah, Our Most Brilliant Friends. made it. It was meant to be just like a rock doc, like... But but he he's he's an amazing filmmaker and could, just couldn't not capture the fact that I was like unbearably sad and uh, and the nature of those sort of and, and art and what is art and what what is, if you're not we weren't making money we weren't growing our audiences weren't getting any bigger and I was creatively unfulfilled and it's like why are you what's left why am I doing this and it was literally like duty in this way that we couldn't we couldn't speak to each other we never spoke to each other we still haven't like. And he sort of captured that, I guess. And But also, there's another lens to look at it, which is just like, I'm whinging all the time. I'm I'm the vibe kill. I'm like, these other people are happy and I'm, I want it to be something it isn't. And I like that, but that's what I like about art. Like, I don't want to see ambivalent, like, stuff. I, I want to see real horrible truth. <laughs> and um I was really glad that the documentary is quite uncomfortable and quite sort of sad. There's just moments in it where like you're on the tour bus and there's this shot that's so beautiful. It's like it could be an art installation of you like almost in silhouette, just just sort of in your thoughts. And you can really sense that you're trapped in this tour bus, that you just want to like fly almost as like a pop star. And the thing is, the work you were doing was so good. Like Slow Club was really outstanding. Was you locked into a contract then? No, it's more just like we met when we were 16 and like and, and what had happened over that decade I don't know if you guys ever went through it but like it happened in my band it happened in my personal life it happened everywhere for me which was this idea that like I was saying like my um, dramaticness my uh, over too muchness my wanting to make art so much and really commit and and go there was just a bit like lame to everybody my need for success was pretty lame my like or, or at least it felt like it was. And just even stuff like, the, you know, self-esteem we all wear, it's like really thought out what we wear. And that's always been like an arm of it for me. I couldn't in a million years get anyone to like wear something or like discuss what we might do aesthetically. Videos were always like two different, we were just two different artists trying to make, mm. uh, trying to make something we united on when we were teenagers. And then we were 28 trying to, still do that but the problem was I couldn't say anything like if I can communicate like I can now things might have been different and I think for for the rest of the band it would have been too right it I don't no one was like a baddie but it it was very uh, like bad for my brain because I was predisposed anyway to be like oh I'm probably wrong I'm probably too much don't worry about it like I should probably shut up like what your ambition was sort yeah. of mugged off in some yeah. ways or... yeah because because it kind of Indie music in those years, it was it wasn't cool to want to be massive. It's weird now because it it sort of, in a way, I'm the pretentious twat of my own making now because I'm like, oh, I want to be massive, but I also really want to make work that's important yeah. and matters. Um, 
and that's actually the enemy of like global me- mega stardom. It turns out, so it's, it's way it, it's funny. I'm like, oh, I we we actually were on the same page in many ways, but the art was just too different, and and it sent me. It's it sends you crazy if you can't be yourself, right? That's yeah. It, time but, after time, that story is told, and you behave in a way that isn't you because you just everything just felt so difficult because I just couldn't say I want it to look like this, sound like this, feel like this. I remember Lindsay saying to me, you have to wait until you see Rebecca play live because I my experience of you was just through the audio. Like I hadn't actually seen you perform. And then when I watched the documentary and you're on stage and people are heckling you and your responses are so quick and so funny. And you've got this real brave kind of um, bold attitude when you're on stage. And I couldn't believe it was the same person. Because no, I, I even yeah. said to you at one point, come and do a gig at Carl Friedman Gallery. And you were like, really? Oh, thank you. And it was way before the album had come out. And afterwards, I thought, how ridiculous that I asked you to do I that. I would, because... I still would. No, I know you would, but it was just, I didn't realise like yeah. what it was going to blow up into. Because your yeah. live shows are so extraordinary. It's cool now. It's a yeah. I, lo- I love it. Like, it really is just a celebration every time. And it is a bit like, like I said earlier, like, People say, oh, it's really n- radical. And I'm like, no, it isn't at all. It's just that I'm a woman, honestly. And it's just that they're women too. And we're not really doing anything that mad, but we aren't. It's not sexy for ma- male gazy. It's like sexy for us mm-hmm. or like angry for us. Or it's all it's all for me and, and latterly, like the band. And I guess that's that's radical unfortunately <laughs> but we, the thing is as well it's not radical really because like the audience coming to it there's so many people finding your music yeah. and learning the words and like taking it into their hearts that like that's a hell of a lot of that people. must feel incredible when people sing your song yeah. back I mean <laughs> it's so good but I'm also like oh everyone's depressed too <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Poor freaks. laughs> so we keep mentioning Lindsay and Guy yeah. and they feel <laughs> fundamental to your kind of friendship group and to your growth and development and security in yourself who the hell are Lindsay and Guy <laughs> Lindsay Mendick, best artist. You've had her on, right? Yeah. You've had Guy yeah. on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Guy, uh, her partner, they both just... I've known Lindsay, we were in Sheffield together, oh, 2012, like I met her. Is that 10 years? Oh, <laughs> is that mad? Yeah, and she was she was doing art and I, I was still in the band and, and Lindsay taught me to be fabulous, right? I remember her introducing me to like Prosecco <laughs> like oh come on darling it's fabulous and I was like well, yeah it is fabulous and I do deserve to be fabulous like everything about my 20s was like this weird mix of I'm really sorry that I exist at all and I, and, and I know this is going to be a nightmare for you to have to handle but then also like being being brilliant <laughs> like there was absolutely nothing fucking wrong with me and it was just this horrible constant mix and Lindsay has has had the same shit I think from people for years because she is you know we aren't diminutive little ladies that give you womanhood in its in its uh, edible little pockets mm. you know like we we are I don't know we are what we are and, and, and it it makes good art but it maybe sometimes isn't what so people want from ladies and we're still fucking fighting that every, all the time you feel that all the time yeah, yeah. I still get people being like, they write about me, oh, sweary self-esteem. I'm like, do you say sweary? Liam Gallagher. No, you don't. (laughs) You don't say, and and still I get reviews about what I'm wearing, about what I'm saying, rather than the music or or the show itself. And I was like, that's what keeps me going in a way. I'm like, 
I'm a bit knackered and I'm a bit like, I could just stop now and like, I've proved my point. That one album's done dead well. Like, what a way to go. <laughs> like, leave it. But I, I, for as long as it feels like I'm in any way, um, uh, oh, isn't she different? I'm like, no, I'm not. Loads of us are like this. Like, and it's just like, I feel like women are allowed to exist a bit, but not much yet. <laughs> and that's why I'm just, I don't know, going to bang this drum a bit longer. And on your first record, um, uh, compliments please um there's an amazing song called the best and you and Lindsay actually collaborated so the the music video is actually an artwork yeah she her and paloma um proudfoot had a a show at what's the gallery now in hannah barry gallery was hannah barry yeah we're yeah. hannah barry and um it was it just Lindsay's art is always really aligned with me we are very similar that's why like i i've always really she taught me about affordable glamour <laughs> and like the idea of a, a meal deal um, being like luxury, pleasure, um, fabulousness is like you can make your life as fabulous as you can in the moment, right? Like, so it's not about money, it's about like picking you and what you want to do in that moment really like changed my shit because I think I always thought I couldn't do that. Um, so there was that, that exhibition had um, like ceramic uh, meal deals and <laughs> things like that and a, be and a bed and, and it was just perfect for the song. The best is about me saying like, I, I don't know what to tell you, mate. I'm I did the best that I can and that's obviously not good enough and I'm not gonna I'm sad about that but I'm also not sorry like and that exhibition really sort of summed that up so, so you filmed it amongst the exhibition yeah so I did this contemporary dancing with my choreographer Stuart and we did it in amongst it all and it's my favourite video that still to this day I know I the it. beginning when you're in bed yeah and you're yeah, under, sure. the, under the sheets I and you're looking to the camera yeah. it's brilliant I really loved it I what? want to do another one <laughs> Are you, what, what is it like being best friends with a visual artist like that and, really, and coming up and be, having both success yeah. at the same time. It's so cute. I don't think it's so sweet. I just think it's about brilliant. us both. There was this moment we sat on Lindsay Adder's studio in Sheffield and I'd moved home because I was that I was just so skin and everything and I was so unhappy. And I took like a we I just went and sat on the steps. I remember her being like, We're gonna we're gonna fucking do it. We're gonna do it. And she with her belief and I was like, yeah, actually, why why can't I think that? And it, and it was really the start of my brain changing and realising I can be anything I want. And it's and it, it, so much of my life had just been this, like, Apology. shifting and, and trying to just be... Mm. I just felt like if I could do what everybody else wanted enough, I'd, I'd make it or I'd survive. And then the way Lindsay, do, you know, what, <laughs> she's stuck with the same affliction, which is like, maybe I can be what everyone wants, but probably not. <laughs> and, and and choosing you and in the way that she does uh, was the start of my, you know, doing it for me as well. But he's so, so I mean, I love, I'm so excited by her career. And, and also, I am just the biggest fan, like, yeah. of her work. Like, it's absolutely amazing. And it gives me everything I want from art every fucking time. And so it's really good for me because music is obviously my medium, but I do a lot of things around it and, it, and, and a lot of things go into the songs beyond the music and she's a really great sounding board we really we do we just bring each other and talk at length about the minutiae of like some idea we've had and it feels really like it's genuinely important to my work wow and then yeah i think that she enjoys listening to my work when she's making stuff and i hope i inspire her too like it is 
it is very like special to me, and, I, and I'm always like, there'll be documentaries, darling. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be chapters in books about the Mendic Taylor Alliance, because <laughs> it does feel like we are these like little rotters trying to make 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 sense of it all. And there's a there's an audience that are also little rotters too. There are. <laughs> so, were, were her ceramics something that inspired you to make your own ceramics? Yeah, outside of music, you do. You are a maker. Yeah, so yeah. You write okay. music, you, yeah. you perform, but you are. Yeah, that helped me actually. That that was a shift as well to to get. I had a boy. I had a fucking horrible boyfriend in 2012 <laughs> who was. He loved contemporary art. You know, he was a contemporary art guy, and all we did would would go to galleries, and he wouldn't speak. We wouldn't discuss a single thing. He would make me feel really fucking stupid every time. And now I see it was part of the... He was he was like classical, abusive, horrible bastard. But mm. it was part of the, you know, keeping me down thing was to like the only social thing we did was go to galleries, go to exhibitions. He talked to everybody else but me about the work. And I... And now I see it like... It's for everyone. That's, that's the MO of this, isn't it? It's like you can't... It's not this exclusive... And the people that make you think it is are the dickheads of the, of the industry. Like... And Lynn, me and Lindsay and Matt, Sophie um, we, and going to being around artists and going to galleries without that arsehole taught me like that, you know, idea into fruition is art, right? And mm. that's all it can, all it has to be sometimes is that rather than my career had been like, could this, I, could this song get on Radio 1? Like it's always had this agenda, but never was it like, I've got this idea and I've made it. And that's what I love about fine art, right? So... They all taught me that, and 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 in, in my own steam. And when I get a bit disillusioned, I do, like Marina Abramovich's biography. I'm like, I just read that again because it's like, oh, the amount of her work that was just like an, an idea, to fruition, without any agenda of like what that's going to do for her career or like next, what's next, what's next, next. It's funny you mention it because when you were talking about your ex bandmate, it made me yeah. think of Marina Abramovich and Ulay, yeah, yeah, and how they then yeah. come together in that moment when she's at yeah, MoMA. Yeah. <laughs> For her piece, and they're staring at each other, yeah, and it's—I yeah. I can imagine. I mean, I don't know your ex-bandmate, yeah. but I can imagine in years' time there will be you yeah. come together again. Yeah, I'd be up for it. I'd be up for a show, but I—but the parts of me that want to go, let's have this out on camera. Let's talk about this. But he, he won't, you know. So, <laughs> so Marina Abramovich. I know that the artist is present. That whole body of work that she did and um, in MoMA was really key for you. So, why Marina, and what was it that spoke to you about her? I think. I mean, sometimes I think I'm being really... Well, this, again, I'm proving my bloody point here, but I'm like, oh, Art 101, uh, Marina Abramovich, do you like her, do you? And you're 35-woman. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I think I'm being like dead basic. But of course she did. It's the confidence in that, that what I just described, of like, there is something about that performance art in that way that's like, uh, she, she could tell you what it, what it means and what it's all about and why, but they... But she doesn't, and it's just the the act of doing it is the is the piece, right? And when it comes to songs and music and and all of this, I make, everything I make, I, I get such peace and quiet, but also like um, adrenaline and like a sort of high from creating. And the thing that kills the the enemy of all that is the will it get on these this playlist? What like what will that mean? Like will so and so like it? And and to approach my work without thinking about that, I have to really like pretend I am literally Marina Abramovich, who I can't imagine would have been like, "Will this get on this? Will this get?" I might be wrong, but like I assume oh, no. back at back at the germination of every idea, you're just not thinking about that, and that's what 
you know, a lot of art gives me. And when I, when I do get bogged down in it, I really have to pull back and, and, and go back into that world a bit. And, and because it, there's something about the simplicity I'm, and maybe it isn't that simple, but it feels to me as sim- simple to, to just focus on what you need to make rather than what the life that has beyond it. Yes. Yeah, so it doesn't sort of stop you from creating. Yeah. It frees you up. Yeah. But that's so interesting. So you think about Marina as a way of like, (laughs) she's a kind of... um, someone that's done it right. So yeah, I literally go, what would she do? What would Marina do? Yeah. yeah. She's your conduit to creativity. And I, I might be, and it's not my interpretation of her, I don't yeah. know where I don't, but I'm just from reading and like watching it, like, all the things and loving the work. But, the, and there is, she has that confidence and that like, this obviously, she's like tall and she's like, domineering and she's also, I love that, I love how she, she just sort of, she feels things and that, but they don't, it doesn't feel like they defeat her. It's all sort of data and, 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 and content and work. So I'm a very emotional person. Everything fucking bothers me all the time. Yeah. And being able to go like, but that's a good thing. And that's that's my place on earth. And that's where I, my work will come from. And mining that it helps other people, I guess, it seems-ish. Like, that, yeah, I don't know. I feel really. But when it comes to the actual making, then of like Rob mentioned the ceramics during lockdown, what are you drawn to materiality-wise <laughs> when you are being creative outside yeah. of songwriting? Um, I'm obsessed with so I paint just my body, but I make it a, a, but weird. I'm so obsessed with the my existence, <laughs> like and the ceramics. I I like to make versions of me that's like nude, but then like I've got like long tentacles or like no, like I sort of don't have toes or fingers or anything. Like there's this mix for me of a lot of my twenties were defined by like how sexy I am and what a fit bitch I am and look at what my body does, and like this weird obsession with myself and the validation from others about it. That now I think when I make when I paint or make ceramics, I, I'm just obsessed with like skewing and ruining what might be enjoyable about my body for other people. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. That's what I get. Same with photos and things like artwork. I just don't. I want there to always be just this one thing off, so like straight men can't enjoy it too much. <laughs> Which I was, which is maybe an insane thing to but say. But the gays will love it. Yeah, well, yeah, but and also just that thing of like, my life has been this like, don't don't get kidnapped, don't get killed, don't draw attention to yourself, because that's all that's going to happen to you. I know that sounds mad, but that's the kind of vibe that my life has had of just like, keep out of, keep out, don't don't draw attention to yourself and you'll be safe. But then. I've had this, I've got this great big body, I've got this great big head, I've got this voice I have to sing with, I've got all these things, and it's always, like, they. those two things have just been in, in uh, like, what's the word? Like, for, yeah, yeah. For, for, forever, and it's made Friction me insane, yeah. And so all my, I, I like to sort of go, here's my big sexy body, but here's also how fucking disgusting I am with it. And I just can't, I just, the, I want to say both because the, the, the goal from childhood to now was always just like, be as lovely as possible. Be girly, and you'll be, I guess. Yeah, and you'll be all right. And mm. then also don't be too girly or too pretty because then they'll, that, you know, it's just this constant like, ah! And uh, I just really love celebrating how rotten I am. And we all are. <laughs> but also, I know I'm really fit as well. <laughs> <laughs> you are? 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, but I really want to break down the ceramics then. You buy a bag of clay. Yeah. What do you work with? Plaster? How do you, where do just you buy clay. it from? I've not gone too far in yet. It's just like air dry clay. Where do you buy it from? Uh, actually, Sophie, my ex-girlfriend, sent me it because she, we started to do... We was, a bag of clay. Yeah, it's very, it's like very, it's the most gay thing ever. But we, we <laughs> sat on Zoom and would make ceramics together. No way. During, yeah. Really? It was still very tight, yeah. So, um, Like ghost. Very, <laughs> like, like, te- like Zoom ghost. Right. <laughs> but Lindsay, Digital I really ghost. want to go in with Lindsay and do proper, like, stint at, like, doing it a bit more properly and and i really love just love being able again it's that it's a brain to fruition thing that nothing makes me like nothing makes me feel safer or like higher (laughs) like i'm just like it's the best feeling in the world and also it's where i can do whatever i want without someone saying is that about me or being mad with me or sending me a big text message (laughs) like everything in my life i'm always so worried about everyone else and what people think your music's about them yeah but that's i don't you know that's why songs make me very excited because I don't really say what I mean. I never have a go at have a go at people really. I never push back. I'm always saying sorry, and I'm not being like poor me about that. It's it's a flaw of mine. But um, in songs and art, like you don't have to because because the nature of it is you don't have to say when what it is, right? Oh. <laughs> That's why I love it. I, I've always liked your lyrics as well because I think you call people out for things they've done to you but then you also call yourself out oh, yeah. and you're like I did this wrong which I felt was quite recently like I've never really heard that in pop music before because normally it's like I'm angry with you and you did this to me and poor me but I'm amazing or something you know I'm strong or I can yeah. get through this with your lyrics you're like I was really shit to you yeah. I'm an idiot <laughs> I'm a dickhead and then you're like but you're also a dickhead and you've done this to well, me yeah. you know and I love that that's that humanity of, though yeah. like that's the, so much of our culture is obsessed with right and wrong and I actually think there's rarely right and wrong like again but like <laughs> there just sort of isn't and and i think that's where I just, we're just walking around so stressed out aren't we and and everyone should just be allowed to exist and say when they're wrong when when they when they feel they would have done something differently or i'm obsessed with uh, absolving myself of my bullshit <laughs> but you'll never get that but also i'll never get justice for some of the fucking shit that's happened to me mm. and it, and i suppose the songs it's just like helps me just like I said, feel safe enough to say it, and then it's out. It's not like a, it's not catharsis in like. It's not no, it's not in that as simple as that. It's just more like it gets it out of my brain, and then it's there and it exists. I don't feel any better for it, but I do feel 
like at least I'm not sitting on it and just apologizing for my existence. Does that energy go into these ceramics then? You say you have like a piece when you're making them. Yeah. Yeah. And now that objects in the world, does it do you look at that and is it imbued with memories, with stuff? Yeah, good question. It's just more it's like an extra arm to what my point is all the time. And it's a really small arm of it really. And same with painting, same with poetry or all these things. The song is always like the main vehicle, but everything else is like this like extra pamphlet to my point. And I suppose I am obsessed with just being understood because I don't know, I feel like no one's ever fucking listening, you know. Um, so yeah, all of it just helps me. But, but ceramics and paint really, because I'm not, there's no water market for it and I and it's just for me really it's so far like where are I they all are you looking they're just all in market <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a quote you've said um my dream is to buy a big lovely house and fill it with all my stuff that I've made yeah <laughs> yeah that's like I just want I I but it's sort of you want to be surrounded by your own <laughs> work <laughs> which I mean but it's lovely because obviously you care about it and you like it yeah you've got to like it and the fact that you want to live with your own stuff and some some artists would be like get it away from me it's, well, it's <laughs> conceptual I've made it it's gone let it out in the world but you want to hoard it you yeah. want to archive it yeah you want to exist and my record's playing <laughs> do you I listen to your own music <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love listening to my new anything new I've done. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. over and over. <laughs> but also I'm not I yeah, I do. I makes I'm relaxed. I don't know if you get this, but like everyone else's stuff, it just stresses me out because I'm like, could have done that, should have done that, I'm better than that, I'm shitter than that. Just don't really want to know what everything else is like. I just want to live in in a safe world where I know what's coming next. <laughs> I just realised that's a mad thing to say. No, it's, it's good. It's, but, um, it's, I guess it's, this is the safety you've been looking yeah. for as well. But it, but it's good to push through that. Like I've got to. Like I'm, like I'm reading books now because I'm going to write a book, and I'm like, it, 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 it's important to get an idea of what everyone else is doing yeah. and not just be my own feedback loop. But I think it's a reaction to, you know, ten years of it was never about me. It was never, you know, I, ne- I never been able to enjoy anything I did. It, everything was a fight think this is just this yeah safety and peace and, and and stability in my work that maybe uh will stop being so intense once i'm like still don't feel like i'm really here you know still feel like i'm trying to prove something mm. do you go to galleries now i know you go to theater a lot and art is important and was there a period of being triggered going to galleries <laughs> without this arsenal yeah, yeah. but have you rediscovered the yeah. magic of galleries now and how often do you go in on the regular ones that you like going to yeah i haven't well pandemic really fucked up didn't it yeah. but like yeah before th- this is the thing i'm finding with being busy is like before i was this crazy busy time would be spent like i'd go to you know always tate white chapel you know or those kind of things me and Lindsay would go to you know i always love when Lindsay takes me to anywhere anything um and i get so much from it but now if I get a second, I'm sl- I sleep, and I'm like, actually, that is really not good for my brain. And I've kind of been appealing to management lately. That I'm like, I ne- we do need to sort the diary out a bit because there are these world. I used to be bored, and I'd feel boredom with cinema and art and theatre and things like that. And now I'm never bored. I'm always working, and it does make me think, God, there's gonna the well's gonna dry because it is it, like I know I said about just enjoying my own shit, but it is that is where the Inspires your music. Yeah. Yeah. And and I love seeing something and going, 
thinking I just <laughs> got this sentence. I love seeing something and thinking something. <laughs> like new. Like yeah. I love and it can get a bit as as wonderful as my life is surrounded by like minded people now, it is good to pull yourself out of that and see other things and do other things. So, I've had conversations with artists before and I've said, Oh, your work really inspires my acting and they they've gone like I don't understand how something on the wall can inspire your acting. It's like, well it's just this connection to mm-hmm. eyes, a connection to a feeling and a moment. Yeah. And then that trickles through you and that comes out in whatever it is yeah. your creativity is. So I can absolutely understand how, you know, well music has been inspired for centuries yeah. by art. Yeah, yeah. By it, painting. Yeah. Of course. And it's like so I mean all of it, right, is just about communicating being alive. Is that right? Yeah. I think so. So every any any anything creative and helps me validates why what I'm doing or or can sometimes like give me an idea or or I can hate it and that's helpful too sometimes yeah. like and people should people yeah. do hate stuff and that's a legit <laughs> feeling and yeah. that's allowed and I think people giving people permission to dislike to be angered by yeah. art is is a, a feeling it the worst thing you can have is just like peripheral oh don't give a fuck at all whatever it yeah. does nothing to me yeah to have that triggered feeling of like, why does it make me so angry? That pushes you <laughs> somewhere. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it also shows you who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've always thought about your ceramics, seeing them in your flat in Margate. I remember thinking, it's almost like you're trying to see yourself yeah. in a different way. So it's like, instead of looking at a photograph or hearing your voice singing, you were like trying to work out who you were through yeah. these kind of wonky, strange yeah. ceramics of yourself. I and think... they were quite full on. They're, yeah. they're quite expressive. This... I need to see these. Yeah. Are, you gonna, are you planning an exhibition? Would you? Oh my God, one, one day we are doing yeah. that. Yeah, I think... Love it would be that. lovely to I think that I mean it's, this is a bit of a tangent but I do think and I'm only just putting this together in my head now really but there's something to do with my body and the obsession with where how big it is or how small it is or what, how it's working or whether or not it's attractive that's where a lot of my art comes from I think because it's I'm constantly wrestling with this I, it doesn't seem fair that every day I have to think about that and like and I do still and it and it sometimes it's overridden. Sometimes, like the part of me that really wants to be thinner uh, will like override the part that wants to just enjoy themselves and be themselves. And, and that, like, but like I said about like being disgusting as well. I'm like, but ultimately, still, and whatever my body looks like, I'm still going to be this artist like, after all. And God, this sounds a bit mental, but yeah, I. That's why I love just painting and and making things in in response to that and how my body is and yeah it isn't perfect and it, and for us that can be celebrated and actually in your music video for i do this all the time the thing that really touched me because you, you've made three videos all at once and you you shot them all in the same day you directed it yourself <laughs> at the Almeida Arma- theater yeah, wasn't yeah it? in yeah. the Almeida theater yeah and i remember us screening it before they'd even come out yet yeah. and in in, yeah, in sequence did, yeah. you know how you filmed them it was amazing and i i always remember that moment when you hug yourself like you have like a second you come yeah. on and hugs yourself mm. and there's that real fragility and tenderness yeah. and a bit sort of like you're going to be okay it's vulnerable I just loved that so much I was like it's a bit on the nose but it really is the point and then but again that sort of taught me that like on the nose is sometimes great like and you need it to be on the nose and it needs to make that much sense but yeah sim- like that album really is the start of me going do you know what come here like you're not an arsehole you're all right you're just doing your best and like you can learn and I think yeah I've spent my whole life going pushing that person away and being like you're the problem Mm. 
And I don't feel like I solve it on this record, but it's definitely like the germination of like, oh, it might be the answer to not hate myself. Like, and who's making me hate myself? It's not me. Society and all the other bullshit. I also think the balance with humour, because humour is such a big <laughs> part of your existence. And even in your music video for Moody, you included our talk up book, by the way, which I would yep. very proud of. Oh, yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> that was so funny. I remember Lindsay said, You've got to watch the video. And I turned it on and I was like, Oh my God. I was like the only person who noticed it. You, ma you made us it. a Sunday Times bestseller. Just yeah, thank you, Elsie. Yeah. I'm just yeah. so you giving. That. You are so generous. But that music video is hilarious. It's like almost like acting. You know, it's very, very comic. Mm. What's his name, the guy? Alistair Green. Alistair yeah. Green. Yeah. I just wanted to do a video like those tropes where like people meet, they fall in love and it's whirlwind and then they fight, but then the sex is good and then they ultimately break up. Like We Found Love is my favourite music video of all time. I just always wanted mm. to redo oh, that. Oh, what with realistic? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah realistic. So good, isn't it? Yeah. So that was like the idea would be like... Uh, because we're just still fed this idea that like some part, somebody's going to change everything. Well, they fucking don't. Eventually, they get bored or annoyed. Again. Or you get you bored and annoy them, and then you move on. And I yeah, I was wanted to do like a realistic music video tropes video, but yeah, that was fun. When was the last time you made actual art? You said that there's no time to be bored now, and yeah. you would fill that time with being creative and mm -hmm. seeing other creative things. Have you been making or painting or? Nothing. When was the last time? It's killing me. Oh, um, before the record came out, I think. Wow. I'm still in Margate, yeah. I've been, it's been crazy. And like what I was just talking before with the podcast, like, I do think it will start to ease. And, and I and I can feel now the void that, that, that I have from not being able to do something like that and what that does for me creatively in my brain. Yeah. So we're just going to have to, come September, I'm going to hopefully, like, I want to schedule it in because it's important and get like a space in London and, and get back on it. You want to get like a studio, like an so. art yeah, studio? I think so. Love that. That would be the dream, big dream, that. But that's why Margate's great though because like, in my, yeah, I can do it in my place. So we'll see. We'll have to see what happens. But you're very vocal about making art outside of music, aren't you? And is it something that maybe we'll start appearing in videos you'll have like yeah, your artworks so. in the background and we kind of like little yeah i think i finally realized that i can i can do it all i, fe I, yes. I feel like alan partridge sometimes <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> but i can you know and, and you and you're discouraged from that in the industry because in a way it does a lot of people out of jobs but i can do every single bit of this if you give me enough time or budget <laughs> like uh, and I've got enough in my mind to, to do it. And I think I've always been, I've trusted everyone else's opinion. I still did uh, on, on some things to do with the last record even. But I think going into this next era, essentially, um, within reason, I want to do it all. And it, and there is, it's it's possible if you just get I mean, listened to. I just heard one of your new songs, <laughs> which is a demo for the next record. Uh -huh. And the chorus is, I can't be asked." And I just thought the joy in your voice, I cannot wait to hear you get back in the studio because you can really hear how happy you are singing and your voice sounded the best of ever. Oh, Even Thank though you're you. singing a cup, yeah. Well, no, that's yeah. not... So I love stuff like... These are like timestamps. That song is from my last relationship two and a half, three years ago now. And I... It was like... And I'm writing about that person on Protest Pleasure, and but that's like the last... this That song you've just heard is like... I just remember thinking... I've just, it's too hard and I can't be hard. <laughs> and I kept saying that, I kept going round and round in my head. And and I like to sort of pepper, like I say that in the music video for Moody. I like to sort of like breadcrumb what's coming next, I guess. Um, so yeah, finally, we just had, an, we had a bit more time with the string quartet than I thought we were going to have. And I was like, oh, could you just do this? And that's come out. And um, so yeah, we 
essentially album three has begun now and um very glad to hear that you think it's good because I was like who knows what I'm on about here but yeah like I want to I just want to carry on where I left off really mm. I hope it's like less about that person I think it will be mm. what was the art scene like growing up in Rotherham well there kind of wasn't one but then I did have this T-shirt that said Rotherham is the new Berlin that this magazine had. And I used to wear it all the time because I just really loved it. And that was just at this, just before I met Lindsay and I did meet a few art, arty like lads in bands that, were, you know, they're not the most amazing gateway. But I did start to sort of get an idea of a, there was an art scene in Rotherham, but it was mostly just like lads with guitars. So that wasn't that helpful. But was it, have they got an institution there or, or galleries? Or... I don't think, I don't believe so, no. But then it was like S1 Gallery in Sheffield became like a big sort of part of, of my course. life. And, yeah. And, and then Lindsay and, and everyone around that. Because that was a studio complex as well. Yeah. 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 And you all ended up hanging out there a lot. We did a lot of that. I remember going, Lindsay did a thing where she uh, made all this food from, you know, like 70s cookbooks, yeah. so like blancmanges and things like that. And I remember going to that. Um, I just met Sophie, and we went together. And I, I this is all this... in ceramics, by the way, for people yeah, listening. Yeah, it wasn't like she just <laughs> no, did she the made food. Oh, she did she? She made food, and her mum made food, and it was this oh. big, like, mad banquet. And I remember going to that thing, and I, you know, when you start to go, oh, I'm an adult now, and this is like the life I kind of dreamed. I thought I'm going to this gallery to do this stupid sort of thing in a way we're like so i've always loved about Lindsay's like committing to the bit like and then there was karaoke afterwards obviously and uh, and i was just like very very that was felt like the start that time in my life was the start of me being myself and being around people like that because i've always wanted to be i love to have an idea and just do it that's what Lindsay makes me so excited every time i'm ever anywhere near her because you Mm. can be like should we do this and she's like yeah fuck it and it's like no, that's life to me. That's the best thing about life. She's incredibly generous as well. You both yeah. have a generosity spirit and you feel like you gift yourself. Like you've been here today. You're so generous. And Lindsay's like, Lindsay made me a birthday present of this ceramic pot with her boyfriend's dicks all over it. Oh. I've seen images. <laughs> and I haven't got it yet. And, and, and his ears on it, which is magic. But that, that's like, the, you have this sharing of art and it yeah. feels important to have that kind of trade-off with each other and with people that you respect and really yeah. like what they do as well. That's yeah. feels really important. Yeah, I mean, actually, overall, overall, that's all that matters. I love to just... I think I was quite a lonely kid and like quite lonely teens and 20s, really, yeah. like, sharing it is my favourite thing. The more, like, opportunities I get for theatre stuff and I'm like, my choreographer could come along and do that and the girls in the band could be in that and, like, genuinely, I'm not being like, I'm so nice, but, like, that's what gets me off freebies from fashion people i'm like what size shoe are you do you want these like i just <laughs> yeah, it yeah. just feels that's the joy of life to me not it used but it's funny isn't it when i was really wasn't allowed to do what i wanted and always being sort of talked down to i had a much bigger ego and was much more obsessed with myself and what i needed and what i wanted to look like i wanted to look fucking cool i wanted to look hot i wanted to make you fancy me i want all these shitty um, things about my personality I was, I was jealous like all those things were really rife when I wasn't just allowed to be now I'm allowed to just be I kind of like don't really have problems with that anymore it's amazing it's just like human nature like everyone just be who they are and then you'll get a lot less conflict and shit and- I've noticed that I mean compare yeah. and despair growing up when you're when you are ambitious and you want a career and you look around and then if I didn't get that role this other actor always got that role yeah. and then you get to a point you're like I mean, obviously, you, you settle in your career and you feel like established and you go, OK, I'm in my groove now. Mm. And you don't get knocked by anything. Yeah. But when you're younger, you absolutely feel like... It's this thing where people say, 
when someone else's success happens, you feel like they've taken up your space. Yeah. It's like, no, they've not taken up your space. It's, there's yeah. all this other space yeah, you can yeah, take yeah. up. Yeah. But you do the, the instant reaction is that, oh, shit, they're there. They're, I can't move into that yeah. gap now. They've taken up yeah. that gap. That's such a, uh, yeah, I've only just noticed recently that like, oh, I don't, just don't really think like that anymore. Yeah. And now and again, I get these daft, but it's usually not about the pet people. It's about, yeah, like me not me being older or all those kind of annoying things that you can't change. Like, but for the most part, like who I am now is like the negative, nasty shit that, that sent to rule my life. It just sort of went as soon as I was allowed to just be myself. So nice. It's like, that, yeah, I want to preach that actually more than anything. Yeah, I want to preach, about, absolutely. Right? <laughs> so Marina Abramovich, big art hero. Uh, Queen is yeah. a huge hero and you've got... Your logo is based on a Freddie Mercury yeah. signature. <laughs> yeah, when I first when I first want, got a logo, I said I wanted it to look like Freddie Mercury's signature. And it's still, yeah. <laughs> if, if in doubt, what would Freddie Mercury do as well is my other one. But he even, like, he, as a kid, I was very obsessed with Freddie Mercury and really focused on it. And they would, my dad had this VHS with all the videos on and we would watch. Wow. I would just watch it for over and over and over. And Peter Gabriel over and over and over. And just, like, and now you look at it and you're like, these you know, groundbreaking sort of artists really doing what came into their mind and they, they made it... It was, Back in the day when there was people bought music and stuff like that, it was a bit more of a buoyant business. The art was a bit more exciting because no-one wasn't just trying to get on playlists and, you know, get mm. Instagram deals. That's the... I always look to that sort of era where, yeah, they wanted to be big and successful and have hits, but there was so much more creativity because it wasn't mm. such a small sort of thing you could um, a small gap in the market to be able to thrive would you want to do an Adam Lambert and sing with oh god yeah that's the dream oh well my dream actually is Peter Gabriel always as a female singer Kate Bush and, yeah Kate Bush did it and Paula Cole did it and his daughter does it now I think and I, on, I've said it so many times and still have not heard a peep. But <laughs> I, one day, like, I know it all already. I grew up watching the Paula Cole tour. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing Doc Martens and a black dress. And it just, like, still defines my Paul. life. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the dream, actually. Who were the other art heroes? Anna Marina? Marina. Lindsay. Artrace, Lindsay. Tracy Emin, yes. <laughs> um, Marlena Dumas. Yes. I really, really love, like, that really helps my poetry. Um Jenny Holzer, yeah. like I've, I'm always just like, if in doubt, just make it like that is so actually direct. That really, really, yeah, I love, I love direct. Really like, I love Laurie Anderson like so much, and in doing loads of like watching her live shows because I'm like working with someone who 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 she she's worked with a lot, and I'm like, oh my god, right? So this me like because I want to take like pop live pop shows into a world that hasn't been looked at for a bit well into performance art in some ways yeah because I think people can handle it self-esteem fans certainly can so and it makes me excited we need it yes it's coming it's coming (laughs) so we ask every guest three very important questions and the first one is if you could do an art heist you could have any work of art in the world for yourself what would it be and why and maybe you'll just steal something of your own collection put it back back in your house um I don't know shit what do I want (laughs) What would you get? Uh, Frida Kahlo's My Birth. Okay. I, it's something Jenny Halzer, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Shit, I found Dom, I don't know. <laughs> I love Jenny Halzer. Yeah. I don't know what I, I love all those um, marble... Uh, yeah, one of those... Yeah, yeah. 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 That have the text, text on, on them. Like, truisms on them. Yes, one yeah. of them. Yeah, they're, they're really beautiful. And the other, uh, the other question we ask is, what is your favourite colour? 
and today you're wearing like cerulean blue yeah i you're think like a scar, a scar, a scar the devil wears prada cerulean blue yeah <laughs> this is a good little bit of kit this isn't it yeah triumph. um this boy stopped me on the tube and he went wow and I was like, you're on mushrooms, aren't you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> he, like, couldn't believe like, You're the blue. sky, but you're walking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. was having a lovely time. Uh, um, yeah, I think blue, like a, a good sky blue, yeah. And what's the best advice you ever received when it comes to your art? Oh, my God. And I guess this can be music and yeah. visual arts. I, I recently sat down with Richard Hawley, who told me just to do it for me and enjoy it for me because it's all like that it's really simple but like that is I was asking him how have you kept retained the sort of it's so legit his career and it's so fucking good and you don't see him on everything going and that stresses me out I'm like I should be saying yes to everything and he was just like the music is what you that's the that's the engine like focus on that and I was like oh yeah <laughs> I don't need to be on mastermind <laughs> Sometimes the weakest link, yeah, or yeah, yeah. And it's very hard to say no. Simplest things are the hardest to know, though. It's yeah. really odd. It's like you get so caught up in everything, mm. you can't see what it's so glaringly obvious. Yeah, it is all all of these opportunities and things that are happening now. Like they come from the music, so that's the thing I've got to make sure. I'm Trust the music. Well. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Amazing. Well, thank you for doing talk oh, art. Oh my god, you might not do mastermind, but you can do <laughs> talk art. Love that. I, want, I was going to do Slavs Your Mastermind and I said I want a marina to be my specialist subject. Oh, wow. Um, and they said I couldn't do that and then I said, okay, Why can't you do it? Because I think someone else had or something. Ah. Or, and then and I couldn't do Drag Race because I was like, well, I don't know anything about anything else. <laughs> you got Marina Brown <laughs> or Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's fine. me doing okay. right. Sorry, I'm afraid, I'm afraid I can't come on. Oh, yeah. oh thank you. Well, give us one fact on Marina Brambich then that we should know about. You've run it away. Oh, okay. Well, for everyone listening, you can go to at self esteem on Instagram. Or is it it's self esteem, self esteem. Oh, no, self esteem, self esteem. That's right. It's a lot of self esteem. It's a lot of self esteem. Yeah. Yeah. Too much anything. Look at me now. <laughs> Prioritize Pleasure, Rebecca's latest album, is out now. And um, your current single, You Forever, is actually like on the Radio One playlist and all these playlists. Yeah, now. yeah, man. It's totally stuck. I'm hoping it's going to be on Love Island. And even Elton John played it on his is show. Is that a good thing to be? Is that something you. Apparently. I guess, but I guess, yeah, you're right. Or a TikTok. Yeah, man. I'll get it. Oh, don't yeah. talk to me about that whole the podcast. Oh, yeah. And also, yeah. read Rebecca's article she wrote for The Guardian all about TikTok and how unfair it is that record labels mistreat their artists, encouraging Unpaid them digital to interns. stupid marketing that is irrelevant. <laughs> um, yeah, and also, this summer, you're going to be at loads of music festivals. So just, yeah, if you just go on Google, you will find self-esteem. You must see the live show. It's extraordinary. Rebecca Lucy thank Taylor, you. self-esteem. We love, love you. you. We love you. And um, and also, I want to publicly thank you for singing karaoke on New Year's Eve in my front lounge. Oh, I had anytime. a pop star in my front lounge. It we'll was see you there again this year, probably. Total dreams <laughs> come true. Yeah, we're doing Margate for New Year oh, this year. Yeah, yeah, great. We'll all be hanging out. I'll never forget as well jumping up and down to. Um, we need to be braver. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you guys are braver, yeah. We were, like, jumping up and down together. It was so major. Um, <laughs> we'll be back very soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye, Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamond and Russell Toby. Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in today's episode, with music by Jack Northover. Subscribe to Talk Art at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 